thirsty souls when the sins and sufferings of our lives keep us aching and let down how do we muster the courage to believe this with the book before you jen pollock michelle has offered a practical theology of desire a rich narrative exploration of longing she bravely traces the moments of her life and the lives of other women in which i want seems a dangerous thing to utter before God, and she plants readers in the rich tradition of the Lord's Prayer, which allows us to both name our desires and let them be reoriented by the love and holiness of Christ. It is appropriate, in only a providential way, that I am writing the introduction to Jen's book. The first time Jen and I met in person was in the summer of 2012, when Jen was visiting family in the Chicago suburbs, Jen had been writing for a website that I was editing, and at the time, desire was fresh on my heart and mind. In a couple hours over breakfast, I had detailed how a recent personal dream had fallen through the cracks and left me bereft. I had wrongly assumed that a beautiful and accomplished writer raising five children who speak French would not know of such things. As it turns out, to live on this earth means to know about desire dashed. If you are reading this book, chances are you know about it too. Perhaps you desire something you have been afraid to name, because it might set you up for more disappointment. Perhaps you can't name your desire, because it seems selfish. Christian women, in particular, may fall prey to the belief that asking, What do I want? is to neglect the holy responsibilities of family and ministry. Perhaps you never thought that God intended his followers to desire, or that he desires you. Amid these fears and hesitations, dear reader, I hope that with Teach Us to Want, Jen has modeled for you a boldness to name and voice your desires, to let God mold and recast them in the fires of his love and good purposes for you, to know that many others walk in the valley between what is longed for and what is realized, to say, with Christ, thy will be done, with trust, confidence, and, ultimately, joy. Caitlin Beatty, Managing Editor, Christianity Today 1. Afraid to Want Fear It was the voice of God I was hearing. He who had named light and sky, sun and moon, male and female, the very same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whispered my name one hot July day as I overlooked a lake in northern Ohio. Jen. I was sixteen, and God is as close as this story. A Prodigal's Tale More than twenty years ago, God said my name, and I presumed to recognize his voice. He asked me three questions, and I remember them as insistent curiosities, rolling like waves and breaking gently against my prodigal life. Thinking it strange to be questioned by God, I would later learn that this is God's way. He meets and unmasks with questions. Where are you headed? What do you want? Will you follow the kind of debauchery which, for most, requires the better part of a decade, or at the very least a four-year university experience, 
I accomplished between the ages of 14 and 16. More than once, I had ended up drunk in unfamiliar places and unfamiliar arms. More than once, I had stumbled through the front door after curfew to meet the stony face of my father. Too young to buy cigarettes, I had regrets free of charge. Where are you headed? I grew up in a pew. As a little girl, I used to wonder when my dangling legs would stretch long enough to touch the floor. I was six when I learned to sing from a hymnal, seven when I knelt with my mother beside my bed and prayed to ask Jesus to be my Savior. I meant those words. Several years later, I was baptized. But at the age of thirteen, when our family moved to another state, I grew out of sermons and hymns, pews and crinkled Sunday school papers, much like a little girl grows out of her tap shoes. What do you want?